This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Dave, give us a tip for catching more trout on hopper patterns. We actually have five quick tips in our book on fly fishing. The book is called The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. One of the tips for catching more trout on grasshoppers is to slap and twitch your hoppers to create movement, especially in slower water. So pick the book up. You'll find those tips and many more in our book. Again, it's on Amazon.com, and it's called The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists. Life is short. Catch more fish. Fly fishers form a unique subculture. We visit places no one else does at times no one else does. I mean, come on. Who else stands in the Madison River in Montana while it's snowing in February? (laughs) Well, we do. Who else worries about whirling disease, streamside access, and whether the Mother's Day caddis hatch will happen before spring runoff? Well, fly fishers do. And who uses expressions like roll cast, zebra mids, and mid flex rod? Only fly fishers do. Uh, we're a rather unique culture all to ourselves. Well, one important aspect of the fly fishing culture is the media. Those writers and uh, videographers who uh, keep us informed and entertained by their articles, their books, and their videos. Today, we're talking with a member of the fly fishing media, blogger Matthew Lordeau, whose blog, Casting Across, takes a wide perspective and looks at the big picture when it comes to fly fishing. He wants to talk about more than just technique. That resonates with us here at Two Guys in a River because our aim is not simply to talk technique, because we can't. That's right. And we do this as our tagline says, for the love of fly fishing. And that's what Matthew has said too. So welcome Matthew to our podcast. Yeah, we wish we were out on the river with you, but uh, what we want to do today is to have a conversation about the culture of fly fishing and uh, what bloggers like you contribute to that culture. But first, uh, we're we're dying to know about your recent trip to the Driftless. Uh, Did our podcast or blog pieces make or break your experience (laughs) well maybe we don't want him to answer that question (laughs) well Stephen, dave i I hate to start the podcast off on this note but there was an incredible deficiency in all the information that you shared about the driftless you see i could not from all of my reading of everything you put out figured out your cheese shop recommendations for wisconsin oh, oh man yeah. we totally blew that we so did. We blew it. consequently i am now traveling from the midwest back to the east coast with so much cheese because i just bought some everywhere yes, i went yes. but did you, did you eat some cheese curds i had curds that i had is... justo i i oh, i had the full cheese experience man. But the only thing you're missing is Galeras beer. Oh, well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yes, but, exactly. but actually, in all seriousness, there was two things from the, what you guys have done, both in your written work and your podcast that were really beneficial to me. The first thing was that, you know, I was aware of the Driftless area because being in the fly fishing culture and reading about it for years, I knew that there was trout fishing in Spring Creeks in southern Wisconsin. 
However, I was kind of unaware of how close it was to the Chicago suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, so when I had an opportunity to come out here, spend some time with family, we made it a priority to get up and spend some time on some of these creeks. So that was the first thing. The second thing is actually, I can, I can say, Dave, you really put me on a great day. And here's why. I was having one of those arrogant, uptight, fly fisherman moments where I thought I am going to use a dry fly on these little spring creeks in the <laughs> yeah. driftless and I'm going to catch fish on dry flies. And then I remember, I can't remember if it was a driftless podcast or if it was a nymphing podcast, but you said that you used a San Juan worm. And so that kind of crept into my brain and I tied a nymph on and my goodness, it was a wonderful afternoon That's catching crazy. trout Dude. after trout. And your voice and, and that word San Juan worm was resonating in my ears Dude. the whole time. So. Dude. It was very, very, very helpful. That makes me yeah. happy because Steve really is the technical one of the two of us. So anytime I can add a little value in that area, I'm, I'm totally grateful. You know what? As you know, the San Juan worm, as far as bait fishing goes, it is a, it is a great, great thing to use. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, that hurts. Right. That's painful. Yes. yes. Speaking of rather technical flies, <laughs> both to tie and to fish. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. that's great. You mentioned this when we first came in. We had some good conversations about where you live and where you're going to live. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to be moving from Virginia to Massachusetts. Um, I grew up in the Virginia area, Northern Virginia, um, grew up fishing uh, the Shenandoah Valley, both for smallmouth and for trout, and then up into Pennsylvania, into the Spring Creeks and that area of South Central PA. That's really where I cut my teeth on fly fishing. But we're going to be moving back to Massachusetts very soon, and so I'll be in the north Boston suburbs, um, looking forward to getting into some striped bass fishing and a, the fishing that's available in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, as well as all the phenomenal brook trout and salmon fishing of Maine. That's that's something I've always wanted to do, is to get back to Maine and, and do some brook trout fishing. So maybe we'll have an excuse to do that now. Yeah, that we gotta go there. visit yeah. Matthew near Boston and then That's travel right. up to Maine. That would be yes. awesome. Absolutely. And there's no cheese to be concerned about. It's just fishing. <laughs> hey, and moose, a, right? Well, no. <laughs> that's fine. We'll just eat lobster. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't forget the cheese. You know? <laughs> so why don't you talk a little bit about the blog, Casting Across. Recently, I posted it on uh, Instagram as one to follow because, one, I think you've got such a, uh, a really unique perspective I put it kind of the intellectual fly fisher, mm. but you have these great insights on the on on the on the craft and the sport of fly fishing. So talk about kind of maybe how you conceive the blog and and where you see it going. Casting across is almost two years old, so it started right after you guys started um, doing your podcast. And congratulations on two years, by the way. That's, that's well, and you as well. That's, yeah, it's a big accomplishment, isn't man, it? Sustaining Absolutely. content yeah. over two years yeah. is is a grind. Yeah. yeah, and and I put out three posts a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wow. And Monday and Tuesday are always full fledged posts. Friday is often kind of a. Um, you know, links, but it's never just links. It's links mm -hmm. with commentary. I yeah. want to know why. Uh, I want my readers to know why I think it's important that they read these one or two or three pieces. Really curated stuff on exactly, Friday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So, so you know, three three posts a week. But casting across was conceived because everything else I do, like like Steve, I'm in ministry, and so everything else I write, everything else I say, there's a lot of precision in it. 
And not that in a church setting you can't have humor and you can't be off the cuff, but what I do formally with my writing in that setting, it just requires so much precision and I feel the burden of sticking to my source material, yep. as it were. <laughs> and, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot more um, in my skill set and what I've been gifted with as far as writing goes to explore. And it's so that's a creative where, outlet, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It is. And so... You know, casting across, it's about sharing a lot more than tips and tricks. Every once in a while, I'll put something in there if it's something that I do feel a level of um, expertise in. But by and large, it's a lot of, like you said, observations about the, the hobby mm -hmm. and the sport. Um, a lot of humor. I mean, if yeah, you can't, tons of humor. If you can't find humor in fly fishing, you know, oh, fully yeah. grown man yeah. trying to outwit a four or five inch brook trout and failing. <laughs> Yeah. over and over again and maybe even yeah. falling down in the stream in the that's process right. yes. you know then, then then you're missing out on the breaking the whole, his fly box that's right <laughs> yeah you're missing out on the full the full measure of everything that you can do uh -huh. when you're out on the river so and more than that it's more than just catching fish kind of like your guys tagline you know for the love of fly fishing yeah there it's more than just yeah. catching trout because mm -hmm. if it's just catching trout then i know i'd have a lot of bad days in the water and i wouldn't you know venture to say that maybe you guys would as well right and that's a pretty <laughs> yeah. common experience so that yeah. first cup of coffee in the morning spending time with friends things like that are yeah. worth celebrating and worth writing about in my opinion well that's for sure so as Writers, podcasters, what's our role in the culture of fly fishing? I'm kind of laughing as I ask that question. It's, it almost sounds presumptuous, like we're the, you know, we're the, the thought leaders for fly fishing. <laughs> we're not. We're but, uh, certainly not the technical leaders no, of fly that's fishing right. either. <laughs> but, uh, but we know, we, we each have a small role in that. What, what do you think our role is, or just the role of writers, podcasters, media people in general in, in the culture of fly fishing? Writing has been a part of the history of fly fishing, uh, you know, for the last really millennia. Yeah, and then, that's right. You know, even even working back into the Middle Ages and onward, mm. you have people like Dame LaGiuliana and Isaac Walton, and those are really mm. some of the names that you think of. And and what were they doing? They were they were literally writing treatises on angling, but it was more than that. It was yeah. a lot about the mm -hmm. experience on the water. And so that's something that's I think wired into the DNA of fly fishing mm -hmm. and who fly fishers are. You bring that to modern day and you have authors like Fox and Schweibert and then in the last century and then even contemporary writers like John Gerock. And yeah. are they necessarily mm -hmm. telling you exactly which fly to use and where? Well, sometimes yes, but there's right. a lot more to mm -hmm. it than that. Yep. And so I think that, that what we would call media and really what writing and talking about fly fishing is, is, is media. It is, yeah, um, yeah for sure. You know, it's an important part of the culture. And more than that, I think what we do is, it is, as you mentioned earlier, a creative mm -hmm. outlet for ourselves to be reflective and introspective mm. about our time on the water and even our time off the water while we're thinking about fly fishing, while we're sitting mm. in our desk at work, when we're driving, listening to somebody talk about fly fishing, our thoughts about those things. Um, there's a lot of benefit to that because again that's quiet time that's time for people to spend um, contemplating doing what why they're doing what they're doing and to appreciate their time on the water mm -hmm. a little bit more and i think that we can we can bring that to the table as we write about those same things yeah great point i think fly fishing is different in kind from the kind of fishing that i grew up with, which was walleye bass, mm -hmm. which I still love to do. Mm -hmm. to, to add to that, when I was up on the Driftless, I kind of consciously chose to fish with my one of my bamboo fly rods. 
and to try to use dry fly as much as possible until again I was influenced to use a <laughs> to pink, the dark side <laughs> to the dark pink squirrel side. <clears throat> yeah. And um, you know, again, the, it, mm-hmm. I have better casting tools than my bamboo mm-hmm. fly rods. Yeah. But I just wanted in that setting, yeah, in those pastures, cool. to do that, to mm-hmm. slow down, literally slow down my mm-hmm. casting stroke and appreciate yeah. what I was doing. Um, oh, so there's, there's a lot yeah. to be said for just that experience and sharing that right. with others. Yeah. I do love that insight, though, that uh, riding and, and fly fishing have been paired together as far as you can go back and, and think about it. I've, I've read Isaac Walton. The other writer you mentioned, again, was... Uh, Dame Juliana. All right. She's actually preceded him in, in okay. some of her writings. And you have, you know, even you have fly recipes that go further mm-hmm. on back. And, you know, it's not necessarily writing per se, but, you know, you have hieroglyphic slash cave painting mm-hmm. slash illustrations on jars of, right. of fly fishing. So, mm-hmm. you know, recording it and sharing mm-hmm. it right. is so important. And it is. It is a more artistic type of fishing. And that, that again, that's not a knock on, uh, um, you know, other kinds of fishing. Uh, before my son gets married, we're going to go out. Uh, he's getting married in North Dakota. We'll, uh, we'll go out to Devil's Lake and, and fish for walleye. And, and, you know, that's fine. I, I don't think I've been invited to that well you know what i i could invite you because we be... might be there actually oh really is there room in the bass boat oh man absolutely you know, isaac That's walton had a ghillie yeah that would carry his gear yeah, oh, yeah. and so there's a role mm-hmm. for anybody anywhere really yeah. there you go <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> yes. yeah dave's that... my dave's my ghillie <laughs> instead of my homeboy dave's my ghillie <laughs> or girlfriend <laughs> yeah oh man oh, that's crazy oh but you're you're right that's uh you know, the, the other kinds of fishing are, they're a lot of fun, but you just don't associate them with the artistic side. Maybe that's, maybe that's one reason why fly fishing has that appeal for uh, those of us who are, I mean, I never thought of myself as artistic because I can't draw anything to save my life, but, but the writing side is there, and uh, that, that's a cool connection. Mm-hmm. This is a good segue to the question, there is so much out there on the internet. Oh, man. And yeah. even a lot of the large brands now, most of the large brands do what's called content marketing. So they're, you know, they're like, for example, Orvis is some of the best instructional vid- videos. So f- for a long time, they've been in the, hey, if we're going to sell product, we've got to, we have to, in a sense, lead with content. And so th- what that has done is just create this unbelievable amount of, of content that is almost at your fingertips, yet it's really hard to kind of get what you need. So talk about what, are we at a saturation point? First question. And the second, people like uh, you with the blog, like casting across, like us with our podcast, what, what's the role that we play in that? Because we're not guides, you know, we're... Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're regular guys. Some of us uh, aren't even particularly good fly fishers. Sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to mention you on the podcast. <laughs> that is so hurtful. I know. It's, it's more true of me. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I yeah, resist. yeah, yeah. Back step. Back, oh, man. Back anyway, pedal. I digress. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so, you know, what do we as just kind of regular guys have to offer the... Uh, the the listener or the reader well first of all i mean we have a niche um some people fill a niche because there is a void other people kind of wedge themselves into a crack and then expand with the success 
I, I'm not sure what I do. I think mm-hmm. you guys have certainly, even though there's a number of podcasts out there, again, kudos to you guys for two years of regular content. I think you mentioned in your kind of your two-year recap that a lot of folks start out strong and then kind yep. of die on the vine just mm-hmm. because life gets in the way. It does. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And and um, But I think that finding your niche is so important. Um, for example, Casting Across... I, I had the indecision of having two kind of bylines or subtitles for the website. The first one is the quarry and culture of fly fishing. I remember I want, that. I wanted to be, yeah. you know, all encompassing because it is about the trout and it is about the bass, but it's also about, you know, wading boots and finding the perfect hat and coming up with excuses so that you can, you know, leave home and go fishing. And all of those mm-hmm. things are yeah. important. So the quarry and the culture, but the other one, because I, I couldn't settle on one, was is the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of catching fish. Mm. And, yeah. you know, there's so much to talk about. One of the favorite things, my favorite things to talk about is to talk about stories. And we'll, we'll touch on that later, but to tell someone's story, because that's so incredibly relatable. And I think if you can, either through a podcast or through a written article or through a video, show some measure of relatability, then that's going to resonate with people. Hmm. But more than that, I think it can potentially <clears throat> inspire people. Now, again, we are, we are not paragons of fly fishing or really right. anything yeah. else. But, you know, hearing from people that read some of my stuff, and I know from, from re- listening to you guys and listening to the feedback you get, you know, we have an opportunity to, to talk to people where they are. And you might have somebody who is into fly fishing and just getting started. And we might be their very first point of contact with how to fish a midge. That's right. Right. Just because they Googled it and by dumb Mm -hmm. luck, they stumble upon what I've written rather than what some other spectacular article by excellent writers and fly fishermen have Mm -hmm. written. But they might latch onto the way I write. They might latch onto the fact that I'm maybe 15, 20, 25% tips and technique and mm-hmm. 75% me talking about my failures and being self-deprecating right. and them enjoying that. We also might take somebody who's been fly fishing for a long time and cause them to, again, stop and slow down and smell the roses. You guys talk mm-hmm. about food so much, and that is good. That's <laughs> Food is a blessing. Look at us. Don't take a picture <laughs> yeah. below the table. Right. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to do a podcast, I think. On, we're thinking on, about doing one on just yeah. the great places we've eaten. By the way, yeah. this brings up, and I'll talk about this. Maybe this is stealing thunder, but when I went and fished last week at the Blue River for mm-hmm. only 30 minutes, uh, I stopped at this supper club called the Dorf, the Dorf House, D-O-R-F, and it's this German Bavarian uh, supper club. And there's kind of some third-rate supper clubs up there, but this one was unbelievable. Mm. And you weren't there to share it with me. No, bummer. Huh. And and a supper club for those of you who have no Midwestern ties. It's like a time machine, 50 years, 60 years totally. into the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I stopped at one when I was up there simply for the nostalgia. It reminded yeah. me of going to dinner with Grandma and Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I had my plate of food. You can see it on the website. And it was, I went to the salad bar, and there was salad that consisted of mayonnaise and Cool Whip and oranges, and salad mm-hmm. that consisted of mayonnaise, Cool Whip, and pineapples, and salad that consisted of macaroni and ham. Oh, true. I yeah. had a full plate of salad. It was wonderful at the supper yeah. club. <laughs> Oh man, but, that's a great yeah. description. Oh, it is. So, how has feedback and audience interaction impacted you and what you do? Well, you know, thinking through that, there's there's two great 
places I've gotten feedback from. I've gotten feedback from a lot of people and even just as I parked this morning to walk in and talk to you guys, I got some cool comments on something I, I just wrote about the Driftless. But one thing was from one of the top names in fly fishing. That's um, a huge and, kudo for you. You know, but I reached out to them uh, talking about kind of um, featuring them and some of the things that they do on the website. Um, but this was early on. This was months in. This was me reaching. Mm-hmm. And they came back with, you know, not right now. You, you've got some awesome content. We really appreciate how you write. We, we think that you're doing a great job. But you just need to keep developing what you're doing. So, again, constructive criticism has been awesome, yeah. especially mm-hmm. from guys in the field, you know, yeah. top names in the, company, in the, in the in companies that mm-hmm. I've been using, um, guides, other people in the media. That's been huge. A lot of good constructive criticism. The other thing that I really appreciate is every once in a while, non-fly fishers stumble across what I do and I hear from Mm -hmm. them. And for them to say things like, this really makes me want to try fly fishing. Or, um, you know, I'm not about standing in a river. I'm not about touching a fish. I'm definitely not about worms. And then you have to say, well, you know, there's usually no worms involved in fly fishing unless they're small and yarn and red. But, you know, hearing that is really, really neat and, and yeah. having people moved, you know, mm-hmm. and they got to get whimsical, but, you know, have them get some sort of emotional connection mm-hmm. to what your perspective on a passion of yours is. Yeah. And that's really profound and really, really fun. Yeah, that's we've, so we've, awesome. We've learned a lot from our, our audience as well. That's the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've tried some techniques. We've... Uh, yeah, we've probably tried gear. We've we've picked up ideas just from uh, the the comments that we've received, and that's been that's been something else too. We've really benefited from just that one comment to our casting upstream or downstream comment. That guy who was out in Wyoming, and he was fishing a caddis, and he just they were they were just refusing it, and he just yeah. missed a bunch, and then he dropped yeah. this. Uh, WD forty this you know yeah. which I didn't mm-hmm. even I've not even heard of the fly which is and I learned that WD I had to kind of look this up WD stands for wood duck the feathers on it but it's an emerger that that sits right beneath the film and I thought man I, I want to have to pick some of those up and I just just the way he expressed that that yeah. man that is a great technique and I need to do it so it I've learned and some of it's reminders but when when they post something. And it's authentic. Back to your idea of relatable mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. It's embedded in a story. The technique mm-hmm. or yeah. is help is embedded in a story. It makes it just sticks in some ways that other mm-hmm. ways just don't. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, hey, one more question, uh, Matthew. What's next for casting across? I mean, where do you see your your blog going? Where would you like to see it go? Well, you know, in fly fishing, once you get big. There's only one way to go, and it's selling dog beds and crocheted women's sweaters. <laughs> and so you can be looking for casting across branded dog beds in the immediate future. Because that's really the only space that's available yes. in the fly fishing well, product right. area. Well, well, here's the deal, and I can say that in, in all you know, good, fun, loving yeah. Orvis, I worked for Orvis, mm-hmm. and I, I had times had to deal with returned dog beds. Yeah. And, uh-huh. A dog bed that a dog didn't like or a dog destroyed, which happened few and far between because they are spectacular dog beds. Yes, they are. You know, I feel like I have earned the the right to make fun of them. Anyway, in all seriousness, you know, I want to tell more stories. Um, Mm -hmm. Moving back to New England, I've been in touch with a number of guys, guys who are guides, guys who are in equipment, 
um, guys who are also in the media um, and, and people I have relationships with from my time in New England before and that I've maintained them and kind of deepened them from a distance, but really wanting to share more of those stories. I really want that to become more of the niche. Um, you know, I've talked to you guys before, podcasts and kind of championing them as a really neat facet of the fly fishing. Mm. Thank media. you, by the way. Hey, yeah. big gladly. thanks, by the way. <laughs> you know, that's it's it's telling the stories behind it is what gets me excited. Um, the, the other thing that's kind of neat coming up in the next few weeks is that I've partnered with uh, Trout Unlimited Five Rivers, their, oh, great. their college age club. Um, and they've got uh, clubs all over college campuses throughout the country. And so um, they reached out and we worked together to figure out a way to feature some writing from some of the students that participate oh, that's in that that's program super. on my website. So I've got a young man who's going to be writing um, a number of articles for me this summer and uh, being able to feature them on the website. I'm looking forward to that. I'm very, very possessive. I've you know, probably turned down more people than I should have that sure. wanted to write mm -hmm. for the website. But at the same time, um, it's been important with me. But Charter Limited, especially their youth programs and their college uh, age programs, have been something that have been instrumental in getting me to not just the fly fishing person that I am, but also a community and conservation-minded angler that I am today. So I'm really excited about doing this and excited about putting this out. But that's, that's basically what the future looks like. Well, what would be – well, first of all, I'm just grateful that you popped by. We're going to do lunch after this, which is like why we actually invited Matthew in the first place. <laughs> Happy right. to oblige. Uh, there won't be cheese curds no, involved. No, no, no. <laughs> to be determined. But yeah. I just want to say to our listeners, castingacross.com. And what are your other ways to find you, like on Instagram mm -hmm. and Twitter? How If somebody wants to find castingacross.com, what's the best way to do that? Uh, well, you know, again, the, the website's castingacross.com. Uh, I have uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. On some of the other platforms, if, if you are into Pinterest, that was, <laughs> you know, Pinterest. one of the top um, uh, home design bloggers, blogguses. I'm not sure what the feminine term of bloggers mm. is. Um, I'm very good friends with her. Um, not that I'm into home design, but because her husband and I fly fish together. Um, but she suggested that I put it on Pinterest, and you know what? You get some Makes hits. Sense. Yeah. And yeah. Um, at the very least, you trick somebody. You put a picture of a cute kitten up there, and then bam, they're reading about <laughs> they're fly fishing. Exactly. Of a dog bed. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I would just encourage folks to subscribe to the website because that's the best way to get it. And then just you know interact and, and let me know what you think. And uh, check out some of my partners, uh, guys that I've worked with, guys I've written about, because they're really the ones that are, are um, helping me produce good content. Whether it be Two Guys in a River or some of the other folks that I've worked with, I, I would just encourage folks to use me as a launching pad and go from there. Oh, that's fantastic. Again, we've been talking today with Matthew Lordeaux, who blogs at Casting Across. Matthew, thank you so much for hanging yeah, out with grateful. us. Very grateful. Oh, you're today welcome, joining guys. the conversation. Uh, Dave will buy us all lunch. Oh, <laughs> the pleasure's all mine. I think you and I will split it. The split I, the three. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Ken responded to our post on seven tips for better fly fishing photos with this comment. He said, as you suggest on the podcast, I take many photos of my surroundings, the forest, the lake, the scenery, and rarely of the fish. The problem lies when I do post those pictures on Facebook or Instagram and my friends in context recognize or try to recognize my secret spot. <laughs> 
It's better not to include the fish in these posts, or I may encounter many friends on my water to take photos of my next trip out if they see I was successful. LOL. That's great. That That's great. Uh, very true. There's a downside for posting your fishing pictures on That's social why those, media. Those honey, the honey hole on Madison and the honey hole on the Yellowstone. We could never take yeah, pics of that. That's right. Those places. I've, I've been taking pictures of them the whole time I've been here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're stealing each other's secrets. Exactly. Well, that'll do it for today. We talked about the fly fishing culture, so we'd love to hear something you especially enjoy about being part of it. You don't have to be a journalist uh, to comment. Uh, please go to twoguysinariver.com, comment on this podcast link. Uh, what do you enjoy most about being part of the fly fishing culture? You can find Two Guys in a River everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it goes on and on. And of course, you can visit our website, twoguysinariver.com. We publish one new episode and one new article each week. And we'd also love for you to purchase our book on amazon.com, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. <laughs>